The success of the main anti-reaction content video. The video went by very quick, it was very well paced. I am happy to see that the average person got 17 minutes in. And when, when it says average, it's because like, you know, there's always like 30% that leave for the first 30 seconds. So, uh, if you ignore those people, the average person is probably getting like half an hour plus in. And if you get that far, you're getting the bulk of the premise. Especially when I put in the, the graphs and, and stuff. The other videos in the series are not as good because they're more brief. But they they do touch on different things. Or they, or they explain things in a different way. As in, all the other videos do have some small repeats with the main body second video. But it's all important stuff. I originally intended to... When I released the first video, I thought all the other eight videos would be done. And then I would just, you know, do my normal streams and just put it on YouTube. But as it turns out, until a video is released, there is always more to do. So like the, the second video, I probably rendered it like 10 times, fixing small mistakes, making small changes and stuff, um, as my mod's willing to watch it with me. There were still three mistakes left in it at the end. One, there was a border that was slightly fuzzy on XQC. Two, there's an image that shows the wrong image, but it's it's there for like half a second. So like I saw the video like 10 times and it was only on my 10th watch that I noticed. And what was the third one? The third one was, oh yeah, one of my webcams moves slightly down. So there's a little black bar at the top. And <laughs> it's just like, you know, you're never going to get an hour plus long video where there's not going to be something like that in there. The things that were cut from my video scripts. I like the small elements of comedy implemented through the video. So we're still talking about video two. Video two was the, because it was the major one, I got people from my Patreon to um, go over it. I still need to pay them actually, um, but I'll, I'll do that at the end, end of the series as well with my mods. I said, hey, if you got like a day or, or whatever, you know, if you can go through the script and, and suggest changes, fix things or whatever, I'll give you a little bit of money. And so maybe like a dozen people went over it and they removed every analogy in there, like every single one. <laughs> and uh, a lot of my, like, it was already a dry kind of video, but it removed, uh, they removed most of my jokes as well because they didn't want to risk something being taken out of context and it like, people being able to grab onto that and, and ruin what I was trying to say in the same way that happened with my first script with the analogies that people didn't like or um, uh, or, the, or the mistype with the, the money that people made or whatever. Um, these two things were latched onto and most people ignored everything else, you know, um, so they didn't want to miss that. What comedy ended up in the video was mainly from Marson, because I did videos one, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine myself, and because the second one was the longest, I'm like, look, Martin, I'm dying here. Like, I'm I'm so stressed. Uh, I'm 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 at my last legs here. I, I need these videos to get out. Can you uh, edit the edit the voiceovers, the the footage of me speaking to the camera uh, while I'm doing them? So I would I would spend a day and I would get through eight or nine pages, and can you edit that while I'm doing the next one? He's like, yeah, sure, Matt. And so he he would edit it, and then um, uh, it was like a, a took it like another day after I finished recording for myself that he gave me the project file, and then I went through it myself, and then I added, you know, all the graphs and all the extra stuff. So um, I, I'm not sure if I ended up adding any humor in there, but the humor in there is from uh, Martin. The new thumbnail design on the anti-reaction videos. The dude's name is Grabster TV. I found him through, as I usually do, just going to my Discord and going, hey guys, if you got any skills in this, hit me up and we'll uh, work out a deal. 
I was surprised how much I liked this work. I originally only wanted one of the videos to be done, the thumbnails, but I was like, I like this so much, I want you to do them all. He charges 70 bucks per one. Um, let me see if I can find the original thumbnails for you. Like, I can't put myself in there. So like, this is the first video. And like, this was the second video. Well, this, this one, yeah, it's, it, it was not really finance, but then there was this. And like, so this is, this is my level of thumbnail creation. You know? This is probably the only good one. So these are all the thumbnails I made. And then we can go to his ones, then we'll go in here. And so you can see, like, Oh, ah, ow, okay. Yeah, that, that red on my nose probably should be removed, but... Um, like you can see, his are a little bit better than mine, you could say. You like the early ones more? Ah, uh, uh, even if you do, I don't think that's the wider market would uh, agree. They're not as eye-catching. Like, you can see how the ones I made were kind of like the basis for the new ones, but obviously they're jacked up to the nines. You know, these look professional, yes. Mine look like regular dude YouTuber kind of thing. As in, I don't think the thumbnails I made would have been done that poorly, right? I, I think they still would have been somewhat engaging, but I think these are definitely gonna be better. The difficulties with the Hassan and H3H3 response videos. I debated heavily with the Hassan video because there was just a lot of stuff in the Hassan video that was just really, really stupid and funny, but not stuff that needed to be responded to. But the stuff kind of set the tone for the stream and justifies the, the attitude that I take in, in the response. So I, in it is like an eight minute compilation. Normally I don't like compilations, but it's about me, so it's fine. Where I just show you some of the things that he said. And I put like him saying one thing and then like 30 minutes later directly contradicting himself just immediately after. And, um, <laughs> it's, it is hilarious. But obviously my concern is that um, people who actually like Hassan, for whatever reason, are going to be really turned off by that section. I actually said um, in, in the video, if, if you can't deal with this anymore, please just skip to this this timestamp because uh, this is when I get more serious again. The H3H3 video was the hardest one to respond to because there was so little to respond to. Like while Hassan clearly at no point understood anything of what I said, there were still things that he said that were worth talking about. But H3H3 also didn't understand what I was talking about, but he just repeated himself ad nauseum. Honestly, I probably could have just made the video where I, I, I took him present day and took him in the past uh, and, and just had them talk to each other and I, I could show you all the contradictions, you know? One of, my one of my mods said, I think if H3 had just actually taken the time to actually, you know, think about it and engage with what I was saying, he would have come to agree. Moist critical going back to reaction content even after saying he'd stop. Charlie's reasoning for going back to reacting was... Like, I don't know if he's his exact reasoning, but one of the things that he referenced to me as his biggest barrier for stopping reacting when we talked um, in, a, in a call, he said, um, it's like the only way I get YouTube videos. It introduces me to new creators. And I'm just like, I'm sitting there like, I should have said it to him, like, I probably watch maybe five or 10 videos a day, uh, but you know at two times speed the way that I do between editing, um, that are from new channels. 
Um, I'm, I'm a heavy YouTube user. The people I'm subscribed to do not at all release enough content every single day for me to rapidly go through it, you know? I'm like, I, like, I, like I'm watching things at two times speed. So, so I'm, I'm probably watching two, two hours of YouTube a day in between things. And so I'm watching four hours of content. And my subscription feed does not release four, four hours of content that I like. Um, the algorithm is very good for giving you new creators. But the thing about this is, I don't remember any of the creators' names because it just doesn't matter anymore because that's just not how YouTube really works. Um, I was introduced to this channel as a lot of informational content and... Uh, see, I, I can't... I watched probably six videos from channel. No idea what it's called. No idea. And I know if I go to my recommendation feed, one of them will probably be there. I'm curious to actually have a look here. Oh, there it is. Yeah, there it is. Uh, Asianometry. I, I, I watched, like, over the last couple of days, a bunch of this guy's videos and didn't remember his name, you know? This idea that Charlie believes himself above algorithms or above the normal ways that people get content, and for that reason, he should have every right to just restream and re-upload countless hundreds of hours of other people's videos is just absurd, right? It's especially worse because, like, all the reactions he does end up on YouTube. There's, there's dedicated channels to all the Charlie reactions. They get hundreds of thousands of views, and this is just all harming everyone, but Charlie just doesn't care. And he could certainly stop this if he wants to, but he just doesn't. And it's very disappointing. But as I say, when you when you get into that position of just getting comfortable watching stuff with your audience, I mean, it's hard to give up. Because you've already justified it to yourself ethically in your mind, so what's some random Australian going to change your mind? Why the subscription feed is worse than the recommendation feed. Am I the only weird one that does not use the recommendations on YouTube and almost strictly watch what I'm subscribed to? I feel like I'm the weird one here. You are the weird one, yes. But more importantly, how'd you find those creators in the first place? As in, you, you start with a need for content, whatever that need is, and then you interface with the recommendation systems, and then you get something at the end of it. Maybe that something is enough to satisfy you. Like, you only want to watch a video a week or something, and you're like, well, I've got my guy for my video a week, who cares? But that's not the way most people act. You're not weird or sensible. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, weird is the wrong word. I mean, it's not like you're... you're it's not like you have to watch YouTube or something, you know? I've been trying to subscribe to as many creators as I can, as long as I'm somewhat interested in their content, so I have new videos in my subscription tab every hour or so. See, the subscription tab is just very inefficient. You're gonna get every single video from your the people you're subscribed to, even if you've, you've skipped the last 15 of those videos in that series, right? But in the recommendation algorithm, uh, that's not necessarily the case. But even more than that, interspersed between your subscribed videos will be new content that you're not aware of that might be even more appealing than what you're subscribed to, you know? The, the subscription feed is just an inefficient way to get new content because you don't know what you want to watch. You don't know all the content that exists in the world. Uh, now that the algorithm doesn't know exactly what you want either, but it has a better chance of getting it to you because it knows of the other videos in existence, right? Because your tastes will change over time, but you probably don't unsub for many people very often, you know? You're, you're sub to people who you liked watching a year ago, and their videos are still appearing there, and you're just skipping over them because, like, you know, I can't bother that unsubbing, and maybe they'll make something later that I want to watch, you know? But all my recommendations are usually from the subscribe channels, so, I'm, yeah, I'm there. And exactly, and, like, you don't just want to watch the most recent video from a channel that you were subscribed to. You might want to watch a video that they released a year ago. Because if you've just, especially if you've just found that channel, a video they released a year ago could be more interesting than the video they just released today. And you won't get that in your sub feed. 
it's why so few of uh, views come from the sub feed. Because if you found a new channel, you don't just necessarily want their newest videos. You want everything they produce, assuming that the, the channel is evergreen, which like, for example, Philip DeFranco, not evergreen content at all. When he takes a break, he's getting like uh, 15,000 views a day because a video that he released a year ago has effectively no relevance, right? Except maybe in his, some historical context. But most channels try to be evergreen. You know, a, a documentary about some speedrun uh, can be interesting to watch even a year later, even if it's not perfectly up to date, you know? KFC breakfast story. So funny story. I ordered myself, oh no, I tried to order myself KFC on the KFC app and it refused to accept my order. Adamantly refused. It's like, it believed me to be its, be its like blood enemy or something and it, it just wouldn't do it. I did it like 50 times, wouldn't work. So I went to DoorDash and ordered KFC through them and I ordered the meal and then like five minutes after, uh, DoorDash goes down. As I look on their Twitter, like, oh, you know, we're doing our best to solve the issue. And like half an hour later, still hadn't been solved. So I'm like, well, I'm probably not going to get my order then. So I used menu log to order from KFC, the exact same meal. And just like, like I don't know, like 20 minutes later, DoorDash comes back online. And the, KF the guy delivering my KFC from DoorDash was outside my door. I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'll eat this then. And then... 10 minutes later, my menu log order also came. So basically, I spent something like 60 or $70 on KFC today. And the second KFC meal is in my fridge. How Twitch differs from all other social media. Ah, oh, there was one thing I wish I had added into the, the main video, the second video. I think the reason I didn't add it was because the data isn't new. So for those who don't know, on the back end of Twitch, you have very few analytics. So while on YouTube, you can see directly how much of your viewership comes from different sources. Like for YouTube in general, it's like 70% is from mobile devices. Uh, I read somewhere, but on my back end, that's it's also close to 70%, which I showed that, showed that in Ramble at some point. But apparently Twitch is different. Twitch apparently, at least uh, as of 2019, was majority desktop. As in like it was like 70% desktop. And that's weird. It's, it's just not normal. And, and I, I, I was going to put in there discussing how easy or hard it is to move from a stream to YouTube on different devices. Uh, like, like on mobile, it's, you know, infinitely harder. Uh, but but it, it, it just seemed like it would just be too clunky to explain that, especially because the, the data wouldn't be as relevant uh, recent, you know. Twitch is honestly better on PC than the phone. Yeah, because uh, like a lot of what people watch Twitch for is background noise. Um, they, they're playing a game, they're playing CS, and they, they look over and see another person playing CS. It's like it's a, uh, or, or you're grinding for something in World of Warcraft, and you need something on, and, and so you can always look over there. You don't, you don't need to click out of the game every 10 minutes to watch a video. You just have something on for hours on end. And on mobile, you can, you, you're, unless you have like a really large phone, you're basically dedicated watching one thing. And so Twitch has less of a, a value proposition if you, if you have to focus on it. And yeah, and, and even chatting in chat is harder on the phone. So, so it makes sense. Like as in like even though the data is old, I would still think it's probably uh, recent, uh, or like it's uh, still relevant for Twitch. And so, so that, would, that would have been interesting to reference there, it just didn't really fit. What is a reaction video worth? Would you feel the same way about React content if the Reactors gave out some monetary compensation to the original creator of the video? Like what kind of monetary compensation are we talking? 
Because the, the exposure at our level is infinitely more valuable than the money that a video generates in, in most cases. Which, which is something that comes up in, in, in some of the later videos. Because as I talked about before, having, like if you just want to hire a, if you walked up to YouTube and said, okay, mate, I want, I want you to make me a dedicated video just for my channel. If you're, you're talking to a person who makes over a million dollars a year, how much is their week going to cost? If you wanted to take a week from me, like an advertiser wanted to take a week from me, I, I, I don't even know how much money that would cost. Tens of thousands of dollars. The money that a video generates is not the value of that video, you know? Because there's 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 knock-on effects to for recommendations for the rest of your channel. There's new people who get brought in. Um, the, the video will compound in value over time. Like, I'm not sure what you'd pay. XQC, not knowing movie studios pay to film at locations. If you missed it, this is commentary on can anyone actually be this dumb? The worst defensive React content. I like how XQC said movie producer doesn't invent the street, therefore it is stolen because most movies have to get permits and pay fees to lock down the fucking street to film. That was in the script originally, Bob. Someone else commented that too, and I kind of wish I had left it in now, but I thought that was like really obvious and it just seemed clunky with everything else that was in the video. What was the point I ended up making for that section? That, that was the uh, Carl Sagan section, right? Like I think that was more a more important point. Yeah, I think that's why I removed it, because it left open the possibility for a person to argue, well then, what if I just give them the money that the video makes? I pay them some money. Would that be okay then? And as I tried to make the case, like, the money isn't the entirety of the point. You're stealing exposure from everyone, the entirety of the market, you know? Yeah, I, I, it cluttered things up and just made things a bit confusing, so I removed it. But m maybe I could have worded it differently and put it in there. XQC doesn't need reaction content. Honestly, XQC actually doesn't need to react to get views because he gets 70k viewers while playing GTA RP. I don't think he has bad intentions with React content because he is oblivious. I still love his gaming content though. My guy, how do you think he ended up being in a position where he would get 70k viewers a stream? Most people who watch Twitch are just looking for a place to chill. Simple place with consistent content that never runs out, you know? And the only reason XQC has been able to get to the point where he's at now is because he's stolen like tens of thousands of hours of people's labor. If he had never reacted to content, he'd be a fraction of what he is today. Not just on Twitch, but if he didn't upload it to YouTube. Sure, he can keep 70k viewers now, but that's because he's at the top of Twitch where every new viewer, or at least the overwhelming vast majority of new viewers, click on his stream first because he's the first person. What's a good analogy? You've, you've stolen $10 million dollars and now you no longer need to steal any money. And so you go, well, he's, he's not a thief anymore because he doesn't need to steal any money anymore because he's got $10 million. Like, well, yeah, because you've already stolen $10 million. Like, you know. Hassan's bad Ukraine takes. Like, Hassan has been savaged a lot recently over his Ukraine stuff. There's a great video. What's his called? Um, Is it Loner Box? I uh, highly recommend this video, Why Hassan Gets It Wrong on Ukraine. I, I, I recommend this channel in general. Uh, th this guy has a great speaking voice. Where, where is he? Um, where's his face? Give me his face. Yeah, um, so Lonerbox. He has a great speaking voice. He's very methodical, um, well thought out, you could say. And he, and he breaks down how irrational uh, Hassan was in, in regards to Ukraine. And the kind of... I want to say mental issues that he has that causes him to put his foot in his mouth so frequently. He's just so stubborn and 
as is as was the case with responding to to my stuff he doesn't care how little he knows it's just this is what i want to be true and therefore it is true that's it and he will stubbornly defend that regardless what people say i've never seen a person just outright ban so many people who are just being reasonable who and are just like hey i disagree he's like banned like loner loner box in that video clearly held himself back. Like he even says, and most of the time like, I'm holding myself back from insulting the dude. I didn't really hold myself back. <laughs> well, I, I, well, I did to a degree, but uh, the implication of what I say is often very insulting. <laughs> you didn't do it right, Matt. You were supposed to play learn a box of video and get something to eat. He <laughs> uh, never checks sources, man. Oh, if if you want to see some good examples of someone not checking sources, that, that learn a box video, uh, on Hassan and Ukraine, very funny. <laughs> like it's, it's just it's just funny how he can twist things in his head to fit the narrative that he wants, and just conveniently forget where certain information comes from. If you want something more to watch, check out my video linked down below about the harm of reaction content. It looks at the topic from every angle with some data thrown in, and it is arguably the best video I've ever made. Be sure to like and subscribe. Also leave a comment if you have something on your mind. My feed gives them to me from all over my channel. It doesn't matter how old the video is. I wish you all the best.